This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Have you snagged your copy of my top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs yet? What are you waiting for? Go get them right now. Just go to markstucheski.com forward slash five tips. That's the number five T-I-P-S. Markstucheski.com forward slash five tips. Get the top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs right now at markstucheski.com forward slash five tips. Global credibility expert Mitchell Levy is a two-time TEDx speaker and international best-selling author of over 60 books. After interviewing 500 thought leaders on credibility, he created the Credibility Nation community, published a five-country international best-selling book, delivered a TEDx talk, created courses, and is working on getting the definition of credibility rewritten in the dictionary. So Mitchell, you haven't done very much in your life. No, no, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm holding back. <laughs> Not out at all. <laughs> oh my word. You have, I mean, people are going to listen to the intro and they're going to be exhausted. They're like, oh my goodness, you know, but I can tell, I, I don't know you that well yet. I will know by the end of our conversation that you're a doer. There's a lot of people in the world who are dwellers and they're like, well, I'm going to wait for the perfect time to write my book or launch my YouTube channel or my podcast. I'm going to wait for the stars to align or to be summer or fall or spring or winter and nothing ever gets done. But you, my friend, are one who actually gets stuff done. And I am so thankful that you're on the show today. Oh, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, that was just that was just the last year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> now you're really making my audience feel bad. They go last year and a half. Oh my goodness, and sixty books. Six. Oh well, well, actually, that was that 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 definitely took over a year and a half. So I'm so I, I run a done for you book publishing company, and so we have published over 750 books. Personally, I wrote 65 and. And what happened, Mark, is I went on this journey to really understand what credibility is. And it was really, you know, the way to think about it is, is if, if you actually spend the time to, to really go into and understand and by doing interviews of over 500 people, what happens is, I don't know. I, you could say miracles. You could say whatever. You could say God said this is what it is. Whatever it is that that is relevant for you. What happened is I actually now understand what credibility is. It was a Napoleon Hill inspired journey, and I thought, hey, I'll be done. I'll be done with these 500 interviews, and I'll have a book. You know, and I'm holding this beautiful book in front of my hand, and and that's really cool. What I got though was something significantly more. First, I, what I realized is more people are not credible. So I call the opposite of credible dubious. So more people are dubious than credible. And it's something that we can so easily fix. And it was about 95% of the way through the interviews that I realized that we can change the world. And if we want to change the world, we have to do it in a very simple way. This is so simple. I'm going to tell you. All we have to do is act credibly. And so I did a TEDx. It came out in May. Um, there's, you know, it's, a, it, it's been viewed a couple hundred thousand times. And it is one of those things that if you looked at it, you go, wait, it can't be that simple. And the answer is, yes, it can. 
you know, the word dubious, the word dubious sounds dubious. <laughs> it's, just the, it's just the way it rolls off your tongue. It doesn't sound like a positive, energetic word. You know, I just want to point it out there. And I will tell you, you mentioned Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. And I remember the first person that told me to read this book was uh, Dan Kennedy, the great marketing guru. And I went and got the book. And I, I, when I first read it, I really think I was expecting more out of it than I, I was reading more into it is what I meant to say, because I read it and like, I don't get it. And someone goes, dude, you're trying too hard. Don't, don't analyze every letter and every period and every, you know, dot and tittle, whatever they say, you know, just let the book speak to you. And I've read the book about, I don't know, about six or seven times now. And every time I read it, it's like, it's like reading it for the first time. It's one of those books. It's a magical book that every time I read it, it's, it's like, it was just written just for me. And I, and that, to have someone write that back in 1937, by the way, which is incredible that that book still applies here in November, 2021. You know, that's what, what gets really interesting. What I'll say often is books or anything where you're, you're learning and growing is contextual in nature, right? So how often do you, like you've read that six or seven times. What happens is most humans don't read a single book more than once. Mm -hmm. and, and actually, nowadays, they may not even read a book. So if you're, and for me, I'm listening these days. I'm, I, I, you know, I'm an Audible person, so I love listening to, to uh, Audible. So what happens is every time you consume content in that way, and yeah, you're right. You, you don't want to say, hey, there's a magic formula somewhere in here. What you want to do is listen. You want to listen and see how what is being said applies to you. And then particularly if you're listening, you want to put it on pause and go, okay, now what? Like, how does that mean? What, what do I need to do today? What are my action items? So what we actually do with our books, when I do a, a ghost written book for other, other people, what's inside the book is 140 aha messages, 140 bites. Like all the fluff that sort of people surround books, we don't have. And then, and then what happens is I, I also will sit with the author and we'll do video recordings. And so I put QR codes inside the book where they actually have the opportunity. So if you're, if you're actually consuming a book, you can, you know, if it's audible, we'll, sh we'll say the link. But if, it's, if you're actually reading it, um, there's a QR code or a link where you can actually go and then listen to the author talking about that section wow. because. A hundred years from now, just like with Napoleon Hill's books, how cool would it be if you could actually see in this section, it meant something for you. Wouldn't it be cool to actually see a video and feel the presence of Napoleon Hill talking about, hey, this is what I want you to get out of that section. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. And I, I too am a fan of Audible, but you know what I listen to now on my daily runs? Tell me. It's not podcasts. It's not music. I found that when you subscribe to YouTube Premium, you can listen to videos with the screen locked. And so I have been binging on all these motivational videos. You know, the, the videos, they have like a cool soundtrack behind it. And they're having all these snippets from Tony Robbins and Grant Cardone and all this stuff. And I find that really gets me going in the morning. So I'm at the phase right now, even though I'm an audible lover, I'm listening to all these motivational videos. And mm. the great thing I love about 
technology here in 2021. You can listen to a podcast. You can listen to music. You can listen to video. Or this is really mind-blowing. Don't listen to anything. I've gone on a couple runs. I try to do this once a week where I don't have anything in my ears. And it's amazing. Mitchell, did you know that birds tweet and wind makes a sound when it goes to the trees? It's amazing. You know, it's uh, now you're talking about productivity opportunities. And if you keep your, your body and your mind busy all the time, you're not you're not going to be receptive to the aha moments. Mm-hmm. And maybe the first time you read Think and Grow Rich, you were waiting for that magic formula. You were not ready to receive what'll come out if you actually just consume. And so, by the way, you're, my, my son, who's 23, like, has said, hey, dad, why are you not on YouTube premium yet? Like, like he's, he's in this subscription economy. I'm like, like, well, I just don't want to, but you finally gave me a reason why. And that is absolutely because I'm listening to all the audiobooks, but how cool would it be just to put yourself on a YouTube channel and just listen? And so, so I like that. But to answer your question, what, what we want to do, um, if we want to be really productive is, is we want to feed our brains with, with, with content. And typically for many people, you know, you do it where you then wake up in the next morning and you allow your dreams, you allow your subconscious, you allow the, that, that infinite intelligence of your subconscious to, to sort of give you ideas, give you thoughts. And, and for me, everything that's happened in my life has been serendipitous in one way or another. And it's just I've been open to ideas and opportunities. And the only way you can be open to these opportunities is you have to be What's the word I want to look uh, look for? You have to be present. You have to be paying attention to life. A lot of people, even though they appear to be human beings, they appear also to be robots. They they do the same thing every morning. They take the same route to work. If you drive to a job, they work in the same office. They talk to the same people. And I'm like, you're not being a human being. You're just going through the motions. And and when I look and study at successful people, they're not robots. They are always trying to push the envelopes. I don't know a single person who got to where they are, mega successful people like you know Grant Cardone and Gary Vaynerchuk and et cetera, who just like coasted. They worked really hard and they said, okay, this didn't work. Let me figure out how to do this and let me go about it this way. And so if you're if you're wondering how do you get by in life, how do you get to a stage in your life where you're really happy? Ask yourself, are you just going through the motions? Are you doing the same thing Monday through Friday and you're just like binge watching Netflix all weekend? That may be a clue why you're at the same place today as you were last year. Mark, well, well let's, uh, I'm going to drop a word. We'll come back to it. CPOP, customer point of pain. And one of the experts, one of the village leaders that I work with out of Credibility Nation, her CPOP is business professionals with an automatic go-to. So it's it, you're thinking about it. You're just on autopilot. So let me step back. If you're credible, there are 10 skills that you're focused on. And the 10th skill, and one that really came out of the interviews, which was shocking to me because I just didn't realize it, is that you're coachable. Ah. And if you're coachable, you have to recognize that, yes, you could learn from reading a, a book from Napoleon Hill that was written back in 1937. 
guess what? You could also learn from your kids, from your grandkids, from anyone around you. You could learn from watching how the how your waiter or, or waitress works with you. You could learn from any situation. And so therefore, if you're coachable and you're observant, what will happen is you'll be seeing and interacting in the world much more credibly than those that just they're expecting something magical to happen, but they don't do anything to occur to make that magic come about. Brendan Burchard is someone I really respect, and he's the first person I ever heard this from. True experts are students first. When I first heard that, it really resonated with me. And what that means is true experts don't get to a point that says, I got it all figured out. They're always learning. Do you believe that true experts are students first? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you can't, the, the, what I'll say about credibility, it's a journey, not a destination. And you can't be credible externally until you're credible internally. And so let's, uh, let me give you the updated definition of credibility. Is this the one you get trying to change the dictionary? This is the one we need to change the dictionary because the definition in the dictionary today says the quality in which someone is trustworthy. All right. So let's, let's go back. How did that come about? Well, in the days where we had gatekeepers, our music was brought to us by the production studios. The, the movies, the actors we saw was brought to us by the broadcast media. And, you know, the, the books we read came to us from publishers. Well, now that everyone has a camera and a microphone, those gatekeepers don't exist. And so what would happen, we'll use a publisher as an example. The publisher would say, hey, here's the book on this topic. This author is credible. Now, here's what they meant. Uh, by the way, this person's trustworthy, so you could buy their book so we can make money. Okay, so what happens is when we have an opportunity to work with, let's say, productivity experts, there are so many productivity experts from around the world, those that have and those that don't. And who are you going to learn from? Well, you not only need to trust them, you also need to know who they are and who they stand for and what they do, what their intent and commitment is, and you need to like them. And so that phrase we have, we know, know, like, and trust, so the, the updated definition of credibility is the quality in which we know, like, and trust somebody. Hey, you listening to the Mark Stuchowski podcast. Thank you so much for doing so. I really appreciate it. But are you a Mark Stuchowski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter, and you can sign up right now by going to mrproductivity.com. M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. I, I love that. That, you know... I don't know how long the definition has been in the dictionary, the one you quoted originally, but I think it's time for a change. I mean, I really do, because I I see people tossing around the world, the word credibility, and I don't think they really stop and think about what it means. I mean, listener, as you're hearing a conversation, what does the word credibility mean to you? Not what Mitchell just shared with you, but what does it mean to you? And is, is that, definition is still valid today because those are credibility is one of those words with Mitchell that we just throw around and we're just like, ah, I'm credible. And this person's credible, but have you ever stopped and think, what does that word mean to me? And I, I will gather that most of the people listening to the show, they've never stopped and thought about it. They just use the word and they don't stop and think about it. Uh, one of the people I'm training under right now is uh, Grant Cardone. 
And one of the big things he talks about is you got to look up the words, whether it's wealth or omnipresent or, you know, whatever the case may be, look up the word. Most people are using words and they don't even know the meaning. So I encourage the listener to go look up credibility in the dictionary, write down Mitchell's definition and say, okay, what do I agree with that? How does it resonate with me? Cause I don't like people just to go, yeah, I see his point and move on. I want them to take action as a result of this conversation with you. Well, what I, what I'll say, Mark, is if you actually go to my, the website, MitchellLevy.com and put in slash credibility, I actually have what the updated definition of in the dictionary should be. And what you'll see on top, not only is is the word credibility there, but what you see up top is other words that came out of the, the 500 research. And and one of my favorite is cred dust. And I'm sorry, what? cred dust. So it's C-R-E-D-U-S-T. So if you actually went to creddust.com, I actually, it's a word that I just want to add to the dictionary that doesn't exist today. Cred dust is that magic that happens when you share somebody else's ideas, thoughts, or actions. Right. So you've had this happen all the time. Like you and I, you know, we, we, we've had a very interesting conversation in a short period of time. You and I might quote each other for next week or two. Right. And so if I just say I was on a podcast, that's not quoting you. If I say your name or the name of the podcast, oh man, this, you know, I had one of the best, po- I'm not blowing smoke. Right. If I, if I had one of the best uh, podcast interviews, uh, hey, you should check out this podcast. And I, I give the name of the podcast and what I'm saying. If I do that a week or two from now, that's me spreading cred dust. Mm. It's good speakers. If if you've been trained in how to speak, one of the first things really good speakers do is they stand up and they thank the host. And they pick out people in the audience and say, oh, by the way, there's there's experts here. Here's what their expertise is. And what they're doing is they're spreading cred dust. What they're also doing is they're associating that they know these credible people that they're sharing. And so it's a win-win for everyone in the room, right? When you spread somebody's cred dust, who wins? Well, your your audience wins because they get more information. The person you share is winning because they're getting spread a little bit further. And, and you win because you're associated with caring more, by the way, even if they're competitors, caring more about your audience winning than necessarily winning with you. Interesting. I cred dust. I'm going to have to put that into my vocabulary because uh, obviously I've never heard about it until today. So have you actually reached out to the dictionaries to try to get them to change the definition or is this something that is on your to-do list? You know, I started the process with, with, with Oxford, but I don't, I, uh, it's one of those things I need to spend more than just uh, an hour thinking it through. Uh, because I, I, I sent some stuff in and nothing happened. And I'm like, so it's one of those. So from a productivity perspective, I need to mark it as a specific item that's going to happen. And uh, versus somebody going, oh, my God, that's amazing. Because I, I got a couple other words that we want to we want to add as well. Actually, can I give you one more? Oh, absolutely. Go ahead. All right. So so first of all, you want to think about credibility in a way that it's not a one-time event. You can't just get a degree and be credible, right? The, the How you get credibility, you get it from the PhD in the school of hard knocks. You get it by actually doing and, and, and focusing. You know, you want to be able to spread cred dust. And then here's what you need to do. 
need to actually look at who you are, your asynchronous profile. So look at who, how you show up on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on social media, on your website, and you want to look for cred crud. So cred crud are those things that you do that hurt your credibility. So for me, uh, you know, I, I do it all the time, particularly with publishers. I go and look at the at their copyright at the bottom of their website. And, you know, if you're a publisher and you can't figure out the rules of putting a good copyright in and having a current date, what do you do for your clients? Right. I, I know it's a silly it's a silly thing. And so cred cred, think of it like having plaque on your teeth. If you go to the dentist and you have a plaque on your teeth, you're not guaranteed a cavity, but you start piling plaque and more plaque time and time again, the chances of you having a cavity increases dramatically. So the more cred crud you have, and what you have to think about is we have two presents. We have our synchronous presence, which Mark, you and I have right now. And then we have our asynchronous presence. And what's the first thing that's going to happen if you, if, if you hear somebody's name or you get a recommendation to use somebody, you're going to Google their name and you're going to see what happens. And if you then land in a location where there's so much cred crud, you're like, I, this person doesn't seem credible. Whether or not you use those words or not, you're going to go away. And so you want to make sure that if somebody's spending 10 seconds looking at your asynchronous presence, that you reinforce who you are. And so I'll go back to that, that the last word I dropped the hint before CPOP, customer point of pain. So here's the thing that's most, you want to be productive. You want to be able to articulate who you are and who you serve in 10 words or less. You want to be able to, in one to three seconds, be able to articulate, minus four words, by the way, you want to be able to articulate something that is so memorable to the person who's hearing it there's there's one of three outcomes, okay? One outcome is they're like, oh, I can be a referral partner. I know somebody who needs that right now. Uh, two, you know what? I might be a client of yours. Uh, tell me more. Or three, there's no interest whatsoever. Knowing right away there's no interest whatsoever means you could talk about other things and then move on to the next conversation. So my CPOP, remember, it's who you serve and then the pain point you address. So my CPOP, businesses that feel invisible, right? Now, if you're thinking about that and you're, and you're in today's world, it's so easy to feel invisible, you know, depending on who I'm speaking with and the context that, that they've said that. Remember before I dropped one of my, my village leaders, that was business professionals with an automatic go-to. That's a CPOP. Right. And so businesses that feel invisible, if somebody says to me, hey, Mitchell, I, 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 what do you mean? Tell me more. So it depends on who it is. Right. So in some cases, what I'll say is, well, where are your clients hanging out? Mm-hmm. Oh, most of my clients are on LinkedIn. Um, and but I just don't have a good Facebook presence or I, I'm not on TikTok or, or I'm not in Clubhouse. And, and always I'm going to say, well, why are you, why do you want to be there if your clients are on LinkedIn? What does your LinkedIn profile look like? Right. So a lot of times people are playing in the wrong playground. Okay. In other cases, and Mark, this was one of the stats that came out of the, the research that, that shocked me. 98% of the 500 thought leaders I spoke with, 98% could not articulate 
who they served, the pain point they addressed in 10 words or less. 98% could not articulate their CPOP without clarity. I'll take it a step further. 98% of people cannot articulate their purpose. And so you, you think about that and you're like, oh, that's not good. Because if, if somebody doesn't know who they are and can't communicate that effectively, how is anyone in their audience supposed to know who they are? And so businesses that feel invisible, if you're part of the 98% that, that cannot articulate your CPOP, even if you're well known, you are by definition invisible. You know, it's interesting up until about a year ago, I used to tell people, I am a productivity expert. And what the funny thing is that I learned because I started paying attention, I realized not a single person came to me because they wanted to be more productive. What they came to me is saying, oh my gosh, I am so overwhelmed with everything I have to do. So once I find, once it penetrated my skull, I'm like, oh, Maybe I should start talking about people's overwhelm. And once I started doing that, there was a shift. I still teach the same thing. This is the biggest, biggest aha moment for me when I learned this lesson. I still teach the same thing. I just speak the right language. Nobody says, I want help me be more productive. They tell me, holy crap, I've got too much stuff to do. How do I dig out from under it? So the same message, it's just I'm using different language. And so I know my purpose. I know who I serve and I know what my purpose is, but didn't know that till about a year ago. So I was floundering around for years just saying I'm a productivity coach, I'm a productivity expert. People goes, they asked the two questions, who cares? And so what? And I finally came into realization. So I get that finally. The other thing I want to go back to before I forgot, I wrote it down here, is I find it very interesting that our attention span is getting shorter and shorter. So now we have Instagram Reels. We have TikToks, we have uh, YouTube shorts, and I'm getting more traction on my YouTube shorts. I'm really big on YouTube. I neglected it for so many years. And then I had a guest on my show that says, hey, do you know YouTube's the second most popular search engine in the world? And it's married to the first, the biggest search engine in the world. And so I started getting more into uh, YouTube. And the more I learned it, they said, hey, YouTube shorts is 60 seconds or less. People are less likely, unless you follow a really big person or the topic is really what you want to do, they want things in bite size, whether it's not a podcast, obviously we're way past 60 seconds, but the point is people's time is valuable. And so what I found, as a matter of fact, on my YouTube channel, when you go to my YouTube channel, the shorts are at the top, then comes my other videos. What I want to do is I'm using the shorts to get people to find out more about my videos because they'll maybe give me 45, 60 seconds. They go, okay, those are pretty good. Let me check out his longer form videos. And this is something I'm testing right now, you know, November, 2021. I'm actually testing this right now, so I don't have the results yet. But I think it's interesting how we're obsessed with 60 seconds or less of content. It's like human beings want bite-sized content because you alluded to something a little earlier about the fluff. People don't have time for fluff. So I live in Houston. If I wanted to go to San Antonio, which is three and a half hours away, I don't go east toward Tallahassee, take the ocean over to South, over to Africa, over to Russia and India and Japan, LA and San Antonio. I go from Houston, I go west to San Antonio. And when it comes to your content or it comes to your client, they're investing their time and their resource in you because they want an answer. They don't want your history from DNA to present day. 
Does your to-do list have you overwhelmed? When you join my digital productivity coaching program, you'll learn how to get and stay focused, become untangled from the chaos of your to-do list, experience less overwhelm, and have time to do what you really want to do. Sign up today by clicking the coaching tab at mrproductivity.com. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a, a a different way to think about it, but very similar to what you what you did. And, and Mark, I, I'd love you to be thinking about your CPOP, so who you serve and the pain point you address. Okay, I say the definition of credibility is the quality in which we know, like, and trust somebody. How it really works, it's the quality that we trust somebody, because until we trust somebody, we do not want to get to know them. Once we know them, we can decide if we like them. So what you what a YouTube 60 second short does is allows you to decide whether or not you trust that the person you're you're watching or listening to is someone that you want to spend the time to get to know. Once you trust them, you may want to get to know them. Once you know them, if you don't like them, hey, you could go to somebody else. If you like them, then you're like, hey, this is somebody I want to learn more from. So now it's the it really is the quality that in this case we trust no like. And if you could if you could produce an asset that is 60 seconds or less, in your case, I want to say, what's your CPOP? So who do you serve? Who do you, who actually gets excited about you? What what audience is it? Well, I have really niched down because I started out with everybody. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> you may be able to serve everyone or you shouldn't serve anybody. And then I started going, okay, let me go to entrepreneurs. I'm like, ah, oh, that's still not in its down. So if you go to my YouTube channel, it says, I, I'm a productivity coach for solopreneurs. I help people who work for home, work from home. They may have one or two people on their team. So I help solopreneurs deal with the overwhelm. And I found that it is a message that resonates because I have not met one solopreneur that's not overwhelmed. They've got they probably maybe don't have the resources to hire a big team. So maybe they have one VA and they're doing so much wearing so many hats. And quite frankly, a lot of stuff they're doing doesn't need to be done. It could be done automated, but that's a topic for another show. And, and they come to me and they're pulling their hair out. Of course, I don't have that problem. I'm bald, but they, they are struggling. And the first thing I tell them to do is like, okay, breathe. Okay, let's, I got this. I got you. Don't worry about it. So I help people deal with overwhelm. I don't help solopreneurs be more productive. That's that's the words I would use. Like, dude, I yours is yours is beautiful. Well, thank you. It's three words, by the way. So let me let me give you a, just a hint to think about, because you did what we've been classically taught to do, which is wrong. You start with I, I, I help or we help. And that's classically what happens with a value proposition. And people say, what do you do? And you go, well, I help, blah, blah, blah. Well, there's a percentage of the population, it certainly came out of the research, that when you start with I or we, they think you're going to sell them something, and they turn off the next 30 seconds. So what you want to say when you give a CPOP is just start with, in your case, solopreneurs, right? And by the way, yours, one of the cleanest I've ever heard, it's three words, I'll share it with you. So what happens if somebody says, what do you do? You'll give them a different answer. I'll give you that in a second. Your CPOT is, based on what you just said, solopreneurs in overwhelm. And just stop. So now let me give you, if somebody says, hey, Mark, what do you do? Here's what you, here's what you say. And I just figured this out. About a year after the research, I actually figured this out. So it was about a month ago. So this is relatively new stuff. If somebody said, hey, Mark, what do you do? You go, 
the types of clients that are typically attracted to me. And then you do a small pause. So the types of clients, Mark, what do you do? The types of clients that are typically attracted to me, solopreneurs in overwhelm. And then just let it, let the mic drop. Because the person on the other end is going to either go, oh, wait, I know somebody who's in overwhelm. Or, you know, that could be me. Or I have no interest. Right? So now, by the way, it, it could be somebody in a corporation and go, hey, I'm, I'm in corporation. Can you serve me? Well, that's a that's an opportunity for you to think about. What What's really fascinating is if you can say those three words, people will remember you at least for a short period of time until you reinforce who that is and what you do. And what I'm going to say is go back now to all of the places you show up asynchronously and focus on that as your compass. Solopreneurs in overwhelm is a beautiful, I'm, I, I, when I say those three words in the top of my head, I'm, I, there are images of people I want to recommend to you. And that's what we want as in today's world, what's coming back is the word of mouth marketing because the question becomes, who do we trust? Well, we're going to trust somebody that we actually already know, we've known for a while, and we trust them. And when they recommend somebody else, they're going to pass that trust along. And so how best can we do that? Well, give somebody a tool, a CPOP, that makes it easy for them to pass you along. Well, thank you for making my head even bigger. I really appreciate that. But I want the listener to know that for me to figure out what I actually did, it wasn't like a couple of days. It wasn't a, a weekend seminar. It took years and years of listening to what people were telling me. And nobody ever searches for how to be more productive. They, they talk in a different language. So thank you for uh, giving me that. And listener, you know what I did? I wrote down when he told me what, what he, what a, you know, the types of clients that are typically attracted to me, solopreneurs and overwhelmed. I wrote that down. I hope that, you're either taking notes if you're out walking the dog, out in a run, riding your bike, whatever the case may be. Hope you re-listen to this episode because Mitchell has given you so much valuable content here. You're going to need to go back and take notes. And I don't care if you're a solopreneur or an entrepreneur or a small business owner or C-suite. What Mitchell was telling you is gold and you don't need to just listen. You need to listen and apply. So I just want to thank you for that because it took me a long time to get there. And I'm so glad that you called me out on my own show and said that that was beautiful language right there, except for the part where I said, I help. You're right. I, that's what everybody told you. You go to the networking events. I'm Mark Strzokowski and I help. Everyone does the same darn thing. <laughs> you know, you didn't do anything wrong. This is where the word dubious, you pointed that out. This is where the dubious came in. You were taught to do something dubious, which is kind of a, it's, I needed with credibility nation, you know, we're doing a movement and I needed an arch rival, <laughs> but I didn't want a real person, place or thing. And so I came up with dubious nation and those people who sit in dubious nation, they are not necessarily malevolent or mischievous. They're telling you what worked for them or what they were taught. And so they're passing this along to you. I'm just telling you. Don't start with I or we when you talk about who you are, because that's all about you. What you want to do is present one last nugget. You want to create a playground. So when you're, when you're actually eliciting and specifying your CPOP, 
what you're doing is you're talking about the playground you play in. So the types of clients that are typically attracted to me, you know, businesses that uh, that feel invisible or solopreneurs in overwhelm. Now that's a playground. And what you want to imagine is the person who's listening is deciding if they want to self-elect themselves or one of their buddies into that playground. If they're interested, they're going to say, tell me more. Now they, now you permission marketing. They've given you per- permission for you to then give your value proposition. Powerful stuff. Well, before we wrap up, is there anything that you'd like to share that you didn't share with us? You gave us tons of information. I mean, I'm so appreciative of that, but I want to make sure before we wrap up, if there's anything else on your heart that you want to share with the listener to help them identify their CPOP or uh, become more credible, anything on your heart that you want to share with us? You know, I, I, I think it's, it's a great question and it, it's hard not to go to the, Hey, go and go and check out my stuff. Um, so is this the right time for that or should well, that's I? The, uh, that's the final, final question. That's the this final, final, the final. Okay. So I won't do that one. What, what I'd say is that journey you went through for most of your life and you figured your, you figured your stuff out, by the way, it, most people don't. Um, when I was doing the interviews, I would send somebody a 16 minute video to prepare ahead of time. And even in the 98% are people who spent somewhere between 10 to 16 hours trying to articulate their CPOP. By the way, we, we have a mastermind and one of the guys in the mastermind affectionately calls this C popping, the art of which you're you're playing around with your C pop to to allow the world to see you for who you really are, for the to allow the world to see your purpose and how you share back. Nice. So I want to say, if you're part of the ninety eight percent, and by the way, if you're listening to this, there are very few people in the two percent. If you're part of the ninety ninety eight percent and you're not fully articulating your your C pop, you're you're not letting your true skills, your true talent. Your expertise that the world needs to see, how you can serve, you're not sharing the best way you can. And I, I'd i encourage you, regardless of how you go about doing it, I'd encourage you to be able to cleanly and crisply articulate your purpose. We're allowed to do that. We should be wearing our purpose on our sleeve so that those people who see us, they they feel our character. They know who they are. We they they not only get to trust us, but they get to know who we are, and they get to like us. And you know, here's the cool part: if somebody doesn't like you, they shouldn't be a client. Doesn't matter how much money they're going to pay, mm-hmm. right? Because why don't you surround yourself with people who know, love, and trust you? Yes. And that would be a cooler world to live in, and a much better. You can create that environment for yourself. You might as well go out and do it. Yeah. I, I remember going to networking events and we all go around the room. I'm a realtor. Uh, that's definitely not a CPOP. Okay. <laughs> so, so what? <laughs> who cares? You're a realtor. So, I mean, the people who go to networking events, they really need to listen to this episode and stop saying you're a realtor. Stop saying you're a productivity expert. Stop saying you're a Facebook expert. That. So who cares? So what? Two most powerful questions. Who cares? So what? you got to speak our language. So that's really important. So Mitchell, where can we go to find out more about you and the dent you're putting in the universe? You know, the, I would encourage you to join uh, credibility nation. Uh, it's just credibility nation.com. Um, we, we actually 
We've been told that we should price ourselves out at $97 a month. We're at $99 for the year because wow. credibility is a journey. And, and I want us all to be on that journey. And, and once a quarter, Mark, we, we do a, we do a five day challenge. Uh, we've got this one coming up on December 6th. Oh. So every quarter we'll do a five day challenge. And this one is being seen as credible. And in five days, you will dramatically change who you are and how you show up. So come and join Credibility Nation and the five-day challenge is bundled into membership. Excellent. Well, I want to thank you for being on the show. The people can't see you because apparently my computer is not, uh, has doesn't have enough oomph to record the video. Someday I'm going to get a brand new computer, but you're wearing a nice, is that the fedora, right? Am I, am I correct? It's a fedora. Yeah. Okay. So he's sporting a fedora. He's got the, uh, He's got the facial hair. I shave it all up because it's gray and I just shave it off. I'm a denial and denial is not just a, a river in Egypt, but you're looking very good. My friend, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing this with us because if you listen, if you didn't get something out of this episode, like the kids used to say, this is not a cool saying anymore. You better go check yourself before you wreck yourself because Mitchell delivered so much value to you that this is worth listening to again. And I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, Mark, absolutely. My pleasure. And by the way, if you get a chance to see Mark live too, you know, it's, it's that completely clean face, clean head type of guy, you know, it's, uh, but he's smart. He's capable. It's worth, if you have a chance to get on the show, it's worth doing that as well. Um, because it's an organic conversation and that's, those are the funnest to have. Well, thank you for saying that. And I will tell you when I, if you ever get an opportunity to see me speak, I am like the energizer bunny with brand new batteries. I come up there and I always say three things when I get on stage, I say, number one, I talk fast. Okay. Cause I really want to be here. Number two, I've been known to trip over my own tongue because I talk so fast. And number three, if I have another thought that I think it's better, I will interrupt myself. And I remember a couple of years ago, I was speaking in an organization. I was a closing keynote speaker. The guy before me was, I think a walking corpse because he was reading his slides. He had no emotion. People are beginning to put their things in their bag and get ready to leave. And then I come up and within five minutes, they're like, holy crap, this guy's got a lot of energy. And so many people came up to me and says, ask my wife, my wife was there. They go, does your husband have batteries? And they go, no, he's like this all the time because I love what I do. And I think part of, we didn't really get into this on the show, but you got to love what you do. You can't fake credibility. I love the podcast. I love being on YouTube. I love going live. I love being in person. I love meeting people. I just love life. And I, I, I wish that for everyone. I know you do too, Mitchell. In our conversation today, I can tell you love life. And uh, again, I want to thank you so much for being here because this was a very delightful conversation. Thanks. My pleasure. Yeah, same here. And by the way, we, you and I both wish this for everyone who's listening. Absolutely. If, if you're not doing what you love, figure out what you can do that you love, that you add value back, because being a good servant leader is part of being credible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time and attention for listening to this episode of the Mark Stucheski podcast. Hey, are you a Mark Stucheski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter where I will send you value multiple times a week. And I promise you, every time I send an email out to my insiders, it always has value 
value. So if you want to sign up absolutely free, just head on over to mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com.